So, give me a rundown of how your week has been, gents. Uh, just with a little bit of enthusiasm, because, you know, we, we just love to have that around here. Greg, have you been doing Meet the Parents? I have been doing Meet the Parents, yeah. So, I'm currently in sunny Calm, as it's called. Calm? Yeah. C A L. Wait, everyone says this is in Australia. Oh, maybe I'm saying it yeah. wrong, but no. I'm in C A L N E. Calm. 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 Is that in Calm. Germany? No, it's just, it's like up north ish. Oh, okay. So it's in the Forbidden Land. Okay, understood. <laughs> Oi, I was like, born yeah, up, up north. I haven't left the country and everyone's like, wait, Greg, where are you? I'm like, what? No, I'm just um, not too far away from Swindon, like Chippenham. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's all north. North is basically oh, so the country that, to me. That's not that far north, is it? No, I'm not. I'm not like proper up north. I'm like, but I'm more north than London, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, if it's north of London or Bristol, it's basically the north. If, yeah, if, I am if, north. You're the other. Okay, so you're the other side of the M25. Got it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's not yeah. very north. In the scorcher, isn't it? I hope everyone's enjoyed their brief glimpse of freedom from uh, lockdown before we get plunged back into. Uh, House arrest again. Well, it's going to happen by the looks of it. I don't know if you saw, but um, obviously Nipsey's not with us because uh, China's hacking Australia again, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is just like the kind of norm these days. Um, three hours ago, Melbourne's been locked down into a a city is completely in curfew, like properly down into lockdown again. So I bet he was Victoria like... Victoria is a state of disaster as well, apparently. I thought they were already there, but apparently, so Nibs was touting last week that they were in like stage four or something, but now maybe it's got even worse than that. I don't know. I, no, I, I think, I think they're on, I think they're on stage 16 now. Uh, they they <laughs> yeah. move fast. The next stage is Shaun of the Dead mode, where basically it's just zombies <laughs> walking around. And... Yeah. Please have yeah, to come so in and save them. It's the only time Australia's done anything quick in its life. Really, they've got such a laid-back attitude to everything else. But COVID comes along, and you just see a completely different side to the country. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're finding people eating kebabs and park benches and stuff. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to TW3. We are the show that highlights the world's insanities. We tackle the fake news that plagues us, and we make fun of those that deserve it. After a week of uh, leaving the kids at home with a pack of crayons last week, I am back. I'm your host, Dominic Lane, and I'm joined by the infallible Lawrence Ray. Shrek is love, Shrek is life. And our resident fact-checker-in-chief, Gregory Bush. That is I. So, this week, if you thought the House of Lords was archaic and outdated, I've picked a couple of extracts from their debate this week to disprove that notion. Hello, can you hear me? Hello? <laughs> Janice, oi, just a moment. Nobody can, can you hear me? I'm sorry. Sorry, can you help? Just a moment, I'm just getting... Lord, my Lord, we can hear you. Oh, we can hear you all Wait, too is this well. real? <laughs> yes, it's absolutely real. There is a series of sound bites uh, from the debate of various of my lordships having problems with their Zooms. It's basically like every family Zoom call you've had over the last four months. So That was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bezos as well actually had, um, had problems with his 
uh, Zoom when him uh, for Amazon, Apple, Alphabet and Facebook CEOs were all summoned before Congress uh, in an historic antitrust hearing. Uh, there were many great moments, but none more hypocritical than this one from Mark Zuckerberg. Do you believe that the Chinese government steals technology from U.S. companies? Mr. Zuckerberg? Uh, Congressman, I think it's well documented that the Chinese government steals technology from American companies. Thank you. <laughs> but we never, ever stole anything from Snapchat. <laughs> and the man who speaks like a child in seven-second sound bites is at war with another social media company this week. We're looking at TikTok. We may be banning TikTok. We may be doing some other things. There are a couple of options. But a lot of things are happening, so we'll see what happens. But... We are a lot of things are happening, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> a lot of things are happening, a lot of things are happening, we'll see what happens. This is uh, the mantra from the administration. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back with all this and more after the break. So, Greg, you did ask uh, whether that was actually um, the truth with the House of Lords debate. It was very entertaining. I didn't watch all of it. I watched soundbites. And there was actually a guy on Twitter who I should credit um, with picking out some of these absolutely diamond uh, little sound bites that they should get and i will find his name in a minute um but he um yeah he was just breaking down some all of the lords and how they were having problems with their zooms and i just i want to know who janice is don't you want to know who janice is is janice the wife is it the granddaughter is janice the hired help the hired technologist some university it's like it's the modern day Jeeves, isn't it? It's Ask Jeeves. Now you get Janice <laughs> to fix all your problems at home, don't you? It's like <laughs> Janice. It's just, it's just the way. I mean, I do you want me to play it one more time because it's just so funny and the way he goes, Janice, oi. It just. It un- Hello, can you hear me? Hello. <laughs> Janice, oi. I think that's like a sound Janice, oi. <laughs> Janice, oi. <laughs> Come it here. Is, uh, it is uncanny how um, you, you said it's like every family sort of gathering on. It is classic. You get the sort of the grandparent who's, you just see their forehead on camera. And they're like, hello? Hello? Can you, can you hear us? Are we on? They go, no, we'll sit back a little bit. There we go. And then So they sit back and then you get just sort of like just the eye line like in the camera. And you're like, oh, yeah. No, we can't see you. Don't worry, granddad. Yeah, the one one of the things um, that uh, this uh, gentleman, who I am going to find his name now because I can't... Um... I can't go. I can't not credit him with this absolute genius called Richard Wheeler, um, and he was pointing out that they also the backdrops were so much more interesting than the MPs. So you, mm-hmm. you you've got to you've got to. We'll link out his Twitter feed down below. But you've got to. Um, it, basically, there was camera shots, and they would have like porcelain busts in the background, and then you know some of the other backdrops would be like the just you can just imagine them in their like country houses with dial-up broadband you know pretty unsure whether the internet like what the internet really is and with these like dramatic backdrops of like these huge uh picture frames so it was very amusing and you should definitely give it a watch imagine um imagine trying to explain the basics of the internet to uh to one of these people actually that would be really interesting wouldn't it 
Well, Good Lawrence, that, I, I'm glad you asked that because um, that actually gives me a beautiful segue into the congressional hearings for oh, the no. big tech <laughs> jumping giants. Well, it does because I, I, does. I mean, it, it, what I you know is basically they're spending taxpayers' money trying to understand how the internet works. Um, it honestly, I in case you have have known nothing about this, I will give you a three sentence rundown on what it is essentially congress summons alphabets apple amazon and facebook ceos to congress um for antitrust hearings which essentially centers um centers around competitive business practices and how they um are stifling competition all right now this has happened before gates was the first one with microsoft Back in, oh, I don't know, a, a, a late early 90s, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, so there was a beautiful moment where they used a lot of the conservatives on this panel. OK, they basically used it as a chance to complain that the tech giants were stifling conservative free speech. And one of them said, why did you block Donald Trump Jr.? for um on twitter and mark zuckerberg is looking at him like well i i'm not twitter i'm facebook (laughs) so there was just all these brilliant moments of where um where where these ceos were kind of educating them on what they can and can't do essentially um but yeah that that that's kind of a brilliant little segue into that one i don't know did any of you see any of this uh, I did not. I can only imagine it was an experience. They have Jack Dorsey, or whatever his name is, from Twitter. Then, or did they did they not bring him on board? No, no, Jack Dorsey wasn't brought on board. Um, on board, no. No, that's a shame, poor Jack. Um, yeah, it sounds like it was an experience <laughs> for for all involved. I must say, um, I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you've got Mark Zuckerberg, who is quite frankly a lizard man anyway, up there. Did you see that picture of him the other day with um, surfing? Yeah, who's <laughs> yeah, surfing and he's got his face like totally caked in like sun cream to another level i've never seen anything like it before it's like you know it's terrifying it's like shane warm when he's played cricket but like just all over the face um like he'd been bukkake or something but um yes yeah, so he had uh, <laughs> he had the zuck and then um and then yeah so who else, who else have you got in this meeting you've got zuck you've got who else have you got uh, you had Bezos. Uh, Bezos, yeah. Jeff Bezos, Tim. okay, the, the literally the evil character from every single movie. He is Lex Luthor and he incarnate. He's just an asshole, isn't he? As far as I can see. And then you've got, so you've got Jeff, you've got Zuck, and then who else have you got on this on this meeting? Uh, Tim Cook from Apple. He's okay, the CEO. Right. And then the you've got tried to wreck Apple. And then who else? Sundar Pichai. Oh, I like that guy. He's right. Okay, right. So that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> of, uh... <laughs> so that's a little, nice little breakdown of who Lawrence likes and doesn't like. And uh, <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll date with Amazon. But look, uh, here's a, here's um, I it kind of brings me a little bit onto my little story this week. Okay, now a lot of the times these big tech companies they say, well, if you don't like it, don't use it. Right? We've heard that time and time again from Facebook. My question to you is, is that possible? Um, yes. Yes, it yeah. is. If I want to keep in touch with you, Dom, I can do so via text. Okay, fine. I'll extend yeah. that a little bit. If it's, is it possible to not use anything Google, anything Amazon, anything Facebook, <laughs> anything Apple related? Yes. Yes. I'm going to use DuckDuckGo 
on my uh what's the, there's that um there's that operating system for these phones that are like um it's the third operating system it's below android it's like for phones in africa and like cheap areas i'm gonna use my cheap phone from africa to message you on telegram and do searches <laughs> on DuckDuckGo. i mean I, I think it's more like you yeah you can it's not you, easy. of course you can but i think people would realize that like that it probably outweighs the 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 benefit they're getting from having like integrated sort of like devices and just you know uh, pretty much um these search engines and one of them knowing what you want to search for <laughs> um people would would miss out on those more than they would like being like safe from the from the um from the sort of like data leaks and whatever like i feel like unfortunately the the congressional hearing is just like a a an obvious example of that like legislation is just so behind the times the people that decide the legislation are so behind the times that it's not we're not in like a good balance yet of uh you know the consumer is probably giving more than they're getting like i know that's probably like our you know you can debate that but um but you know i feel like we will we will get closer to a, a more healthy balance like somewhere in the future hopefully but um, like yeah, it's possible. But it's just it just generally isn't worth it. Like you know, I I think that people don't value their own data like enough. Like people are just like flippantly like sticking it out there. But I wouldn't give it all up for like you know. It's just like what? No, that'd be flipping effort, wouldn't it? Like Google yeah. is probably the hard one. Like I think of yeah. Do you find okay, something so, else to entertain yourself with rather than Facebook and some of that? So, if I was to tell you that by avoiding the big four tech companies, you would also lose access to websites like Netflix. Mm. Can you can you figure out how that might work? A- AWS hosting, maybe? Correct. So, yep. this is... At, so, basically, Kashmir Hill, who's a journalist at the New York Times, and she did an experiment for tech news site Gizmodo, she found a techie who essentially set up a virtual um, private network um, which blocked certain incoming traffic to her home. And she blocked everything that is Amazon, Google, Facebook and Apple related. So, yeah, sure. When we talk about this, we think, oh, well, I'll just go and get a non-Android operated phone and a non-iOS operated phone. That's the easy part. But she actually found that virtually the whole of the web slowed down for her because she things like the Google tracking cookies, things that really helped speed up her access to the web. And then what she was even more like just kind of amazed to discover to find is that actually she lost access to the vast majority of the internet. Remember, cloud hosting is huge. So AWS mm. hosts a huge number of sites, including Netflix being like one of the most, you know, preeminent ones. And then, of course, Google um, has a huge hosting arm as well with their Google Cloud. So she's, she contends, okay, that it's actually impossible to just say, no, I can't use, I'm not going to use the big four tech companies. So, I mean, a little bit of a food for thought there, because when you actually think about it, it's actually a lot harder than you may think, as to say, just buy a phone or use a different email um, 
service provider. I mean, who knows? An email service provider might even be hosted on Amazon <laughs> Amazon Web Services. You have no idea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah that's that's a little article that I'll link down in the description to that uh, for you below. And kind of really, I guess she almost gets to the point um, better than the all of the congressional uh, congressmen um, did in the hearing combined, I think, to be honest. <laughs> I think she did a yeah. better job. It's because she uh, actually knows what she's doing. <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, I do want to, yeah. I, I did have a quick point about the, the congressional hearing, but the bit I saw of it was just like, it was such, it is like depressing, isn't it, to watch because you sort of sit they're being so pushy, like the, the Congress congressional people when they feel like they have like a good point to make and they're trying to like hold them up or something. And it just it just shows like how how out of their depth they feel. Like it's like a defense like, mechanism, isn't it? They're like when they think they've got a way in, they're like, Oh yeah, but have can you give me a number on this? Like, oh and they're like they're so out of their depth and unaware of what's going on. It's so frustrating to like watch the it. Thing, the, the... the thing is, is it was li- you're completely right. It was literally a panel of politicians who were campaigning because they've got elections coming up. That is ultimate. Yeah. They, you know, there was one very, very um, interesting, well, quite funny bit, I suppose, where uh, one of the congresswomen um, basically said, if it's okay, I'm going to take it back to antitrust law which is why we're all here today. And it is true because, you know, a lot of the, they were all talking about stifling free speech, whereas they're not there. They're there to be talking about anti-competitive practices and whether they have a monopoly and whether they need to be broken up in exactly the same way Standard Oil was broken up in the early nineteenth, early 20th century. Good luck. So Yeah, good luck. It's not going to happen. But um, I don't think it's even possible that it can happen because I think the services now are just too tightly integrated. I mean, it's just impossible. It's not like you can just divide up oil fields and say, right, you have that oil field, you have that Mm. oil field. I mean, the code bases are just too tightly entwined. Um, I would have thought, obviously, um, not having, you know, first had knowledge of anything, I can only speculate. Um, but yeah, you're completely right, Greg. It was, it was, they, they didn't really ask any questions. They had five, five minutes each and they spent four minutes just talking and never actually asking a question. And then when they finally permitted them to answer, they'd let, you know, any one of the CEOs get three or four words out and then they'd interrupt them again. If they didn't oh, yeah. like what, well, and it's just you know, at the end of the day, what would like honestly? I bet all four of them just walked out of that and just thought, what was the actual point in that? Yeah, like, I mean, they walked, they walked away and just said, "What a colossal waste of my morning." I'm just going to go back to build. You know, none of them actually got put on the spot at all. You know, there are so many things that you could put them on the spot for to do yeah. with antitrust, and they just were campaigning. So yeah, anyway, we've been talking about that for quite a long time. Unless anyone's got any follow-up points, I don't want to miss any out. No, I mean, I was just going to say on that point, I mean, you're looking also at the same sort of government and Congress, etc., that passed the removing of the net neutrality uh, mm. law. So, uh, you know, if you think they're ever going to do anything good for anyone, then you're sorely mistaken. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and of course, the last, just very, very briefly, the last thing that we spoke about, uh, well, I made a joke about, is Donald Trump's, you know, basically is saying if you if you don't sell TikTok to an American company, we're going to ban you in America. I mean, just someone just someone whack his head with some kind of, you know, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, um has anyone got a story this week? Someone must have something. Lawrence, take it away. Okay, so my story is um 
interesting to say the least. It's nothing really we can talk too much about. I just thought it was quite funny. Um, <laughs> just, just, just That's what we're here good. for. I thought it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the title of this one is from the Huffington... Huffington? Is it Huffington or is it HuffPost? No, I mean, Huffington say, Post. Yeah. HuffPost, which I, I think is a piece of shit. But um, they say, uh, Rhode Island issues tax refund checks signed by Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse. Rhode Island mistakenly <laughs> sent more than 175 tax refund checks to, uh, obviously, to uh, you know, real people, signed by Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse, rather than the state treasurer and controller. Now, obviously, the thing that doesn't make much sense is, obviously, why would they do that in the first place? How does that error happen? Uh, and it turns out that the Rhode Island Division of Taxation uses the Mickey Mouse and uh, Walt Disney signatures on the test files that they do, uh, and they were mistakenly <laughs> then printed onto the real checks and sent out, without any other signatures or anything. So, obviously, you've got, you know... <laughs> You've got <laughs> just imagine, that's imagine that's that's that. that's brilliant because right now <laughs> I that, that I know full well that there is some developer sat in the office just with his head in his hands and all of his colleagues are just laughing at him <laughs> like, because yeah. it, <laughs> there was um I I was um I I know I sent you like an error page that I just built randomly because I was bored and I thought why not uh, but there was a great one which said um welcome to our 404 uh, sorry it was a 404 error page and it said welcome to um our junior developers homepage oh. <laughs> so uh, you can imagine that you can imagine that's kind of what's going on um going on um over there in Rhode Island I would have thought but yeah, okay. Thanks for that. It's it's exactly the same as when maybe it was Trump signing. You know, Trump signed all those stimulus checks and wouldn't let them out of the Federal Reserve before they had his signature on. Maybe that was his signature this time well, as well. Uh, you got you got to think. You know, it's pretty important that Mickey Mouse himself signs off on these things. You know? I don't know <laughs> I about you, so. but that adds an extra level of clarity for me and extra level I of security. To be honest, I think it gives more credibility to a check <laughs> than if Donald Trump signed it. But that's just personal opinion. <laughs> okay guys um shall we jump to a quick break and then um we'll get back to some more stories uh do remember if you like anything that you hear please do email in we will be doing emails next week um so email in podcast at tw3media.co.uk or you can tweet us at the twitbox or at tw3media we'll be right back after this <laughs> Welcome back. So, Greg, what have you got for us this week? So, surprise, surprise, coronavirus-related. Um, as a matter of fact, both of my uh, stories were coronavirus-related because that's all we seem to read about and hear about nowadays. So, for anyone that's not aware, listening uh, internationally, maybe that yeah, we've had a bit of a scaling back of sort of our lockdown easing over the last couple of weeks because uh, a couple of spikes up and down the country and there's this fear of this second wave sweeping across Europe at the moment but uh, uh so on Friday when the, the the Prime Minister Boris Johnson said further easing of the lockdown will be delayed um it came about from the uh Professor Graham Medley uh told the, the BBC that there may need to be a trade-off uh come September uh in terms of uh the schools are, are set to open back up with full attendance in September but it may turn out guys that the pubs may need to shut so to allow the schools to reopen uh, and I just thought that was a funny sort of a trade-off like we're deciding now that um, oh well actually we'll have to close these down so we can open these back up again and uh, it just it's all become a bit of a mess isn't it I know there's sort of growing like distress um, uh, already in the fact that 
the, the classic line that everyone loves to throw around is, oh, it's all right to open up anything that has a credit card payment thing in it. Like, it's just like, you know, businesses are all right to open up, but the the flipping, you know, health clubs and whatever aren't, aren't opening up or, or, you know, schools are, weren't open up properly and things like that. So, so just uh, just remind me, like, do you think that's the sort of the trade-offs that need to happen? Like, do you think that's a good decision? Like, do you think no. that's going to help anything? In, no. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are no. <laughs> no, it's all useless. I, 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 I'm sticking, and I've been repeating this a lot this week to people who keep sort of asking me what my opinions are for some strange reason because I don't know why anyone cares about my opinion. Um, I'm hardly qualified. Yeah, we're, but, we're um, still not sure about that either, Lawrence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you can come to me about cryptocurrency and insurance claims and oil spills, and that's about what I've got for you. But um, people have been asking me, and uh, I'm sticking to what I think I said on one of the first episodes on here, maybe the first live episode. You do it or you don't do it. And I think I said yeah. this even last week. If you do it, you do it. If you don't do it, you don't. And I'm not having some shitty half-assed attempt of, oh, we're going to close the pubs to reopen the pubs to open the school to close the school. Just either everyone quarantine or everyone don't quarantine. Fed up with it. So the idea of closing... How the hell is closing a pub going to directly benefit um, opening a school anyway? I'm not really unsh- I'm not really sure as to how that's supposed to correlate. Um, but I did see as well the people who gave the advice were like advisors or something and it's unlikely to actually go like that. But, um, but yeah, the the thing that kind of struck me on it was that how just maybe we're all sort of like reading like too much into it and whatever. But uh, but how I remember that like like hearing information from like the advisors and the experts and stuff like a couple of weeks ago, and it was like yeah, like you know we're seeing great improvement. Like you know it's really sort of we've seen like no new cases and whatever. And then somehow this week all of a sudden it's like well we're pretty much at the limit of what we can uh, be opening up right now. It's like what how are we suddenly sort of busting at the seams again when like the I don't. I don't know what. Are they just sort of totally underestimating people's sort I, of willingness to just keep going with lockdown measures? Like I just feel like there's such unrest now. Like everyone sort of like is desperate just to get out on there. And so people have become more and more lax. What was kind of like a oh, I better better stick to my social distancing. Now it's like mm-hmm. a ah, well, this is happening. I'm just gonna yeah. We travelled on the on the train uh, uh, obviously to get here over the last couple of days, or whatever, and like. No one on the train was like had their masks like just again around their necks and whatever. We were wearing masks like for the journey, but just thinking that. And when we got off at the platform, there were people there to say like, you know, uh, could you put your mask on, please? Everyone like wearing their mask and. Uh, but um, but I just feel like people are sort of taking it as like a bit of a joke again, and and uh, you know it's mm. not really being taken seriously, and unfortunately that probably stems like from the sort of the, the way it's been portrayed like by the by the government by the news by the you know it's all sort of like just drip feeding down isn't it yeah i think the um one of you know when we locked down initially i and i've said it time and time again i think it was so important to do that to instill a sense of seriousness yeah. in many respects um but I, I, we can't go into another lockdown. I mean, for instance, if pubs were to shut again, I, ju- I don't see how the industry would ever recover. I mean, they've already had three or four months of their income completely decimated. Um, so I suppose uh, you could turn this into a question in many ways. Um, you know, we've obviously had a lot of freedoms, and I don't mean that in the redneck American sense of you're not taking away my freedoms. I mean that just in like as a, an actual dictionary definition of freedom uh, taken away from us over the last few months. What are you not willing to give up? So that's a question for you. Is it the gym? Is it the pub? Is it... Hmm. I mean, yeah. when, when lockdown first started, I was annoyed when like gyms finally like went. And I think it's harder to make a case for things like gyms closing down and whatever when like, when again, there's like they're gonna have to really ramp up 
they reckon they're going to have to ramp up a big program now about like tackling obesity again, aren't they? Like post lockdown because of like, uh, like just people putting on weight, I guess, over lockdown and just not exercising as much. Some people, and whatever. So, so I, I reckon. Um, uh, I like reckon. Agreement. Yeah, I, I, well, I just reckon gyms like was a bit of a annoying one for me. But saying now, like I found other ways to to do it. Like, I'm not as I'm not rushing back to the gym. Like, uh, so gym was a big one, but. I'm quite like self-sufficient. Like I quite like this sort of connected over the internet kind of lifestyle. Like meeting up occasionally rather than sort of. You introverted, um, introverted. Yeah, I am. I, I am unfortunately that you know. Unfortunately, it's going to take you know, coaxing me out of lockdown. I'm kicking and screaming. Unfortunately, rather than. <laughs> Tell me about but, it. Tell me about I know. it. Fuck. <laughs> Try to. I was trying. I was. Life. Um... <laughs> I haven't. I haven't seen Greg face to face in about what six months now, probably since maybe my birthday. And I'm trying to coax him out for it to have a very quiet beer this week. Was like was Wait. honestly like trying to extract an oyster from its shell. We will get I was to basically it, trying right? to it's shuck just, an tough, oyster. Right? <laughs> it's because it's because he's basically married now. Um, uh, so, <laughs> so, so for me, uh, the things that I that really piss me off are like the idea of oh, you can only go out once a day for your daily exercise or something. Sorry, yeah. but how does that make any sense? As long as I'm out and I'm with like someone in my household or I'm alone, I should be able to go out for as long or as many times as I want to go out. If I'm just walking around outside where there's no one, what doesn't make mm. any sense? That makes that made no that made no sense in the beginning to me anyway. When they were like, "Oh, you can't be walking on this trail in the middle of nowhere where no one else is. How dare you walk away from the humanity? Where if you had the virus, who are you giving it to anyway? And if you don't have the virus, you're definitely not going to be getting it where no one is for goddamn sake." Like, yeah, that just no. really pissed me off. Um, so that, that really annoys me. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think the whole lockdown thing uh, has been actually great for my mental health and like whatever, because I don't really like people anyway. So I mean, not having to see them is like perfect for me. Um, and I basically spent the last few months doing a lot of reading and learning. So I've been very happy. But there is a lot more of Dom now. And Dom, that 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 extra bit of Dom does need to get into a gym pretty soon, I would have thought. Uh, because it's it's it, it, when one is stuck inside, one just thinks about eating, really. It becomes the highlight of one's day. Um, so I think, I think um, being stuck inside would be my freedom that I'm not willing to give up right now. Because I've been trying to go on a few runs here and there um and um that i to to have that taken away from me would uh just not be good for uh keeping dom's waistline in check i love the way i'm speaking about dom in the third person but dom yeah, is what's actually going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway I thought, um, said, I thought you said it was good for your mental health dom it seems to be uh <laughs> you sound like you're cracking <laughs> about yourself in the third person <laughs> Yeah, yeah, things aren't quite going on. All right, okay, we'll move on. Uh, Lawrence, you said you've got uh, something else for us. Yeah, I do, and I, I ran across this earlier, and I've, I've actually lost the damn photograph I took of it, but it doesn't matter. I can give you a recap and, and as to why I think it's uh, quite funny. Um, there was, I was on Twitter, and it was... Uh, I can't remember what company it was either, so this is really going well, but um, it was a you know a fa- fairly reputable large company, and it was legit, it was blue tick. Um, and they had responded to a customer who was being a bit of a pant at the arse, basically. It was this lady on Twitter saying... Something about, you know, why can't I do this and da 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 da. And so they responded by saying, you know, here's, here's the answer. Really sorry, we can't help you with this and this, but we can try. And they said, thank you very much. Thank you, comma, Karen, full stop. Right? And so <laughs> the, the lady <laughs> responds basically saying, you know, how dare you insult me in this such a way? You know, it's very unfair for you to call me a Karen and, and blah, 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 blah. And like, I'm very upset. I'll be taking this further with your, like, you know, team, whatever. 
And then uh, <laughs> to see the Twitter, the response was, no, we're sorry, you know, whoever the name was, but actually um, our customer support assistant is called Karen, uh, but very sorry for the, you know, for the mix up. And basically this lady got so upset because obviously now Karen, the name Karen has become this like <laughs> yeah. massive insult, hasn't it, online? And, like, <laughs> and I just thought it was hilarious. This lady was getting so angry and wound up about it. How dare you call me Karen? You know, really upset about it. And it's like, no, no, sorry for any confusion, but we're actually, I'm actually called Karen, so I can't really. <laughs> sorry, I can't do anything else about this. I thought that was quite good. Um, yeah. Well, when we, I, I, I used to work with quite a few New Zealand and Australian uh, people. And they did refer to me as a Karen a couple of times, mm. and now I now I understand why. And I also learnt this week, and it was it wasn't actually what you were saying. That I I learnt that Domino's was giving away free pizza to people oh. called Karen, um, and they got <laughs> in a bit they got in a bit of trouble for it because um, uh, essentially people's I don't know why they got in trouble for it, um, but they were giving away free pizza to call, people called Karen is. Well, I guess it was some, yeah, positive discrimination of a name, or maybe it was upsetting to people who were called yeah. Karen but don't identify as a Karen. I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so, Christ. Uh, yeah, ah. so Domino's got in trouble for that marketing campaign. Um, I think uh, Australia sounds like a right barrel of laughs, to be honest. Um, everything I've heard <laughs> yeah. about. <laughs> so, uh, look forward to that. All right, well, thank you for that, Lawrence. Greg? You got one more thing for us, he said. Are we going um, yeah, back so to coronavirus? That, um, also, uh, like I said, unfortunately, coronavirus related, but it's that Emirates will pay $1,765 for your funeral if you catch COVID-19 while travelling. Um, so Emirates, obviously, a new strategy for boosting passion demand uh, in the midst of a global <laughs> pandemic. Um, they've said that if one of their passengers is diagnosed with COVID-19 during their journey, the um the airline will cover their medical expenses up to uh one hundred fifty thousand euros, so that's um one hundred seventy six thousand dollars, um and will pay a uh, hundred euros a day for quarantine costs such as a hotel room for up to two weeks. So um I mean you know even though I I mean businesses have got to run you know so I don't really have that qualms of that about it and uh and to be honest it is sounding is is making travel sound quite appealing isn't it I mean. I they the one thing like so I look, we can talk about travel very briefly here because there my friend just went on holiday okay and he tell we spoke a couple of weeks ago didn't we and you were all mocking me and saying that yeah maybe I think Dom you're the only person that would like look into what regulations are in place and whatnot and maybe that might be true but my friend phoned me telephoned me up and he said uh, oh I'm I'm gonna go on holiday tomorrow I've booked a flight and I said okay. Anyway, what do you think? And I said, well, it's fine. You go on holiday. That I've got no issue with it. But don't sit there and expect the government to fly you back when overnight they've had to put quarantine restrictions in place on the country that you're going to. You know what I mean? And I, we obviously heard this week that Spain suddenly went... Um, got put on a blacklist of countries that you must quarantine when you return because cases are rapidly increasing and you've got all these people on the news complaining at the government i am sorry but i have absolutely zero empathy for these people zero whatsoever yeah. they've come out of three months of doing bugger all work 
you know, at the end of the day, they've been working from home, pretty chilly, and they've gone, oh, I really need this. Oh, God, this has been tough. Oh, I really need a holiday. Let me let me book books of Spain. Oh, and if I get stuck there, the government should be flying me back. No, guys, yeah. like the, the virus didn't go overnight. Stop like... And I said, to, I said to my friend, I said, it's fine. But if you end up having to fly yourself back to great expense, which of course is what's happened because um, it's uh, a lot of the airlines have now just cancelled flights to going to Spain because they can't fly empty planes out there and just fill it up with a few people to fly back. I said, well, that's your problem. And he said, I said, on your head, be it. And that would be my advice to anyone who is going, oh, God, what a hard couple of months. I really need, I need a bit of sun and a bit of holiday now. That's my advice. If you want to pay great expense to fly yourself back, then go for it. But otherwise, suck it up. Looks like a holiday. Be nice, wouldn't it? Get a little holiday. Been a hard, yeah, hard few fine. months. Yeah, how, how 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 much did it cost you to fly you back from Brazil, Lawrence? Yeah, it was bloody expensive. Yeah, yeah, and, um, <laughs> exactly. So point K, like literally quad erat demonstrandum. Oh, I, I was out there before any coronavirus. No, you weren't, Lawrence. I told you yeah. before you went out there. We were whoa, whoa, in whoa, your whoa, lounge, whoa, 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 whoa. Lawrence. No, we were in your lounge. Everyone was laughing at coronavirus when I went out there, and there was about no. four cases in the UK. I there wasn't. Were. Lawrence, we we were watching was... the Super Bowl together in your lounge. All right, boys and girls. And I yeah, said to you, I said you're an idiot to go out. We had like four or five cases. We had like four or five cases in the UK when I left. I left well before lockdown here. All right. Anyway, this is the. the, the I'm sorry. I I I I, I contest <laughs> that notion. Order. Verimently. Order. Order in the court. Please. Okay, go. Order. Uh, I. I've got one more story. Like it's a bit of it because we don't have Nibsy and his um, infinite. Um, happy, po- well, actually wasn't really that much happy and positive last week. I was listening to uh, listen to the podcast. There were Lawrence. Lawrence did message me saying, "Please don't hate us too much." I, I don't hate you guys. I just thought it was thought, sweet. You I clearly missed good. You know, you. I thought it was good as well, and you clearly missed us because there were times when he go. <laughs> oh, you. There were times when I. I just. Oh, what's his name again? And I could just think your bravest thing going. Oh, Dom would know this. Or and there were times where they go, let me fact check that, and Greg's, and I'm like, ah, oh, you haven't got Greg to <laughs> type in. I tell, I tell you, I, I, I think, and this is where we'll see what, what emails come through, all right? Because yeah, because I think there's going to be at least a hundred, if not more, all saying <laughs> Nibs and Lawrence definitely need to be, you know, doing their own show, definitely need to be well, presenting. It's guarantee. Guarantee. I mean, I'm willing to um, I'm willing to compromise. Like, I think we should have Conspiracy Corner as a uh, you know, albeit short segment oh. on the podcast. I think <laughs> we should space. have it. <laughs> I, I I am honestly maybe as allergic to conspiracy theories as I am to star signs. Perhaps conspiracy theories are always conspiracy theories until they're proven to be correct, which has happened multiple occasions mm. throughout. The not, li- not, like, <laughs> not like not like your uh, star sign oh. thing. Not like your oh, star God, sign no, thing. Oh God, not again, got... you two. Right, please, Don, <laughs> let's have your last story, okay? And let's, uh... <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, we'll calm down. Uh, I, I I really do love love you, Lawrence. Really, but um, anyway, um, yeah. So last story was um, I don't know if anyone saw, but it kind of links into Emirates. Um, and good news um, was uh, a woman who uh, has gave birth to. Oh, I'm going to say this wrong. Quadruplets, 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 quadruplets yeah. 
um, and in the in Dubai. And it was kind of like I, I felt really sorry for them when I was reading about their plight because they're immigrants from Nigeria and they were working in the hotel industry out there. Um, so obviously not making a lot of money and mm. their healthcare system is nothing like um, the NHS where, you know, you wouldn't you would pay very little, if not a dime Um and she was trying to relocate back to Nigeria um, because she would have a better chance at delivering the babies. But obviously, because of COVID-19, um, she couldn't. So she ended up giving birth to these four um, babies in Dubai, perhaps Abu Dhabi. Can't remember. I'm pretty sure Dubai. One of the Emirates. Um, one of the Emirates, yeah. And um, she she racked up hospital bills of, well, well the couple did of well over a hundred thousand dollars or pounds um converted from aed um and yeah and then the king or the ruler of that emirate or the emirates i don't know which uh stepped in and paid the bill for them after reading oh, on oh. after reading on cnn about their plight and I, I felt deeply sorry for them because i i mean this guy you know these guys these uh this couple clearly lived hand to mouth I mean, it would just be impossible for them to ever contemplate paying a $100,000 um, hospital bill off. And he was having, he said, quote, having sleepless nights. And he stepped in and paid it, which obviously I think is an incredibly nice thing to do. So that was a bit of good news this week. Oh, it was nice, yeah. Um, yeah, there is, there is lots of good going on in the world, isn't there? Like, I, I, there I is. we, we tend to veer off and like sort of, the stories tend to focus around all these like awful things that are happening or like, you know, things we laugh at because like, how can they possibly do this and whatever? But there are COVID-19 has, uh, has brought out a lot of, uh, a lot of good eggs on the woodwork as well. Isn't it? Really? Oh, I think so. My, my, I'm, I'm usually intensely misanthropic, but even I'm being persuaded that humanity can do some good in the world. So, um, <laughs> look, I, I think we'll leave it there. We don't have nibs to wrap up the good news. Um, so, yeah, I think um, unless anyone has anything further, any little tidbits, then um, we'll wrap things up. Not from okay, me. for me. Perfect. Okay, guys, look, you've been listening to That Was The Week That Was. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it this week. Please do stay safe. Put your mask on. Um, and we will see you on the flip sides. That's all from me, Dominic Lane, Gregory Bush, and Lawrence Ray. Take care, guys. Do email in podcast at tw3media.co.uk or tweetbox us at tw3media. Goodbye. Toodle pip. Toodle pip. Goodbye.